ball in. Knocks it across by Walker. It's ball inside. It's in. The D have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzanzi. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. This episode is being brought to you and sponsored by Own Coins Tears this week. It's soon to be bottled and given away for free at Dice Park because it's absolutely fucking delicious and will quench your first. That's me just finished Own Coils Tears. How did it taste? Divine. Absolutely divine. Divine. <laughs> now, that is that's coming for you who loves a drink. That is up I'm there. drunk off them. Absolutely drunk <laughs> off them. <laughs> As you can tell, my co-host is back again, Paul Gray. Paul, how are we doing, mate? Absolutely brilliant, mate. What about you? Fantastic. After last week's podcast, when me and you were kind of not looking forward to this week, no. to be honest. Uh, we had two games, and yeah, there was a little slight hint that we might not do well in them. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the feelings have been quashed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What was the last podcast? Two, no, Twa Money Dees? And it was Twa Money Dees, to be honest. It certainly we, was. We certainly. just moaned like hell that it was like I, I put the, the gif up, and it was like the Twa <laughs> Muppets. That you have that just moan about everything in the balcony, and that was yep. us. We didn't even end the podcast on a like good note. I think, like as in the doing the, the Muppet Show, uh, we just went pure money get route, didn't we? Yeah, two money Muppets. That's simple as that. But now it's two happy days. Simple as that. Or, or two happy Muppets. What some people might happy call Muppets. us, but yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, definitely, plenty of them. <laughs> We're happy, and that's the main thing. So. Let's just fire right into the the first game. Uh, Falkirk in the League Cup at home on Tuesday. They mostly had uh, uh, people on from the Falkirk Daft podcast and we might have gave them a little bit of hope that mm-hmm. they could get something from, from this game. But at the end of the final whistle, it was Dundee's and it was a really good victory for... Obviously, it went through, but um, I thought it was a good victory for Dundee, especially when they... Formation and the team came up. Formation, the lineups came out. Uh, it seemed obviously a few personnel changes, and it looked very much like a change in formation. Yeah. And there was that still that hint, a doubt that I had going into the game that they could really get something here. But I thought Dundee played really well and more than deserving of the the three nil victory. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely. I when I seen the lineup, I, I was kind of like, "What the hell's going on here? Who's playing where? What position would is this guy playing?" But when the team came out, it was I don't like saying it, but I thought it was pretty easy. But then again, taking take nothing away from Falkirk, like they certainly didn't look like League One team. I, no. I, they definitely look like a Championship team, and I think they've all get promoted, but. I mean, also you can only beat who's in front of you as per usual. Um, mm-hmm. But a resounding three 0 win. I'll, Brilliant. Was that the game? Atmosphere was great. Um, obviously, thoroughly impressed by Lyle Cameron. Just thought he was just a different level, absolutely different level. Um, I just, I, I, I keep thinking about it. Like everybody will probably just go, ah, but yeah, his goal. They'll only remember his goal. But it wasn't it just that he was his 
he's off the ball work, his anticipation to intercept uh, passes and set things up for these, uh, for for us for chances. Like, but um, one thing I loved, like boys were zinging balls at him, mm-hmm. absolutely zinging them at him, and you would think probably nine times out of ten a player would try to take a touch, like a touch of an elephant, and then lose possession. But he just had a first time pass. He did it a couple of times for Mulligan down the line, and I was off my feet, uh, off my seat, just like, what the hell are we witnessing here? He was tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Yeah, the, the it seemed to he he, he, oh, he gave a man in a match performance. Hundred uh, percent. I think everybody in the stadium had him down as man man in a match, and no doubt about it. Um, he looked like he wasn't out of place. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen him in the League Cup group stages, mm-hmm. which some people could put down as maybe pre-season. I know we never treated it like pre-season, but some people could say it's kind of like that. Teams aren't as prepared as what they normally are. And then it could be our opposition might have not been prepared as they normally were either. Mm-hmm. But this game, kind of any doubts in your head that this boy can't play against opposition when they're going was kind of like just uh, kicks right out because he, he done it. Falkirk on the back of three victories as well. And uh, just to be honest, they looked quite good in the first half. And, yep. I mean, let's, like you say, it was they, they gave a good account of themselves. But Cameron, yeah, he uh, he just showed people what he's got. And, I mean, he even goes to say, like, I, I never realised he actually come, came from the United Youth Academy at one point. And mm-hmm. uh, I was speaking to, well, getting a few uh, tweets from uh, United, a couple of United fans who were saying that they, they're, don't know why he was released from them, and when you look yeah. at him, you, you do think, well, why was he? But here, it's uh, they're lost in it now again by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, good goal from him, took it well. Uh, but like, Class say, yeah, Class. I, I was he, he deserved that. And what I like, what he has shown in the games that he's played is that he's getting into them positions in the box and getting the goals. And I, I tweeted at the time, it was his third goal. and six games for Dundee and that was his mm-hmm. first start for Dundee as also um, so yeah. <clears throat> I was good to see him actually get a starting spot I think we said in the week previous that he we should really be looking at playing him in this mm-hmm. game and we did and he absolutely delivered yeah, he ran the show he did um, and even up to the 90th minute he was still chasing boys by, uh, boys down mm-hmm. and it was funny I, I bumped into one of my, my dad's pals uh, the day after and I was speaking away about like Cameron's performance and I was like um like I've been going to Dens for and I couldn't believe the words came out of my mouth nearly 30 years I've been going to Dens which is absolutely bonkers but I've honestly that performance was up there with the best that I've seen he was just brilliant I he was just absolutely tremendous but I didn't want to big him up too much we don't no. we, we, we don't do that we don't do that Mulligan <clears throat> yeah but, uh, <laughs> well yeah, yeah yeah well that's uh I've, yeah he's uh it's it's a bit of a shame because he starts so brightly, but I feel like it's maybe the position he's played in isn't really doing him any, yeah. any favours. Um, I like him in the middle more, having runs down there, but I feel yeah. like he's kind of wasted on that wing. But I'm not wanting to... I'm not going to say much about performances-wise because he has been performing at a level that's been fantastic. So everybody can go for a dip and oh yeah definitely yeah, I mean, especially I mean, especially I mean, his we, age as well yeah 
obviously we we love him, we still love him, but mm-hmm. players like you says they go through dips. Not really fast. I I just put that game behind Mulligan because you'll no doubt be better in games to come. Something mm-hmm. like that. But one thing that stood out for me, and I think it stood out for a lot of Dundee fans, was the Ashcroft being back at centre half. The return just, of Lee Ashcroft. Absolute yeah. colossus. Yeah, <laughs> he's just uh, I don't know what it, well. He just must have that leadership quality about him. Um, kind of just showed up the defence. He was just too solid. And his header as well. Um, my old boy, we were at the game, and my old boy seen him, you know, putting his hand in the air going, and my dad went, this is Ashcroft's. He's he's wanting it. He's wanting it. And it was right on his napper. It was just a brilliant header. Brilliant. <laughs> I said to me, I was there with my mate, Davey Patillo, and I actually said to him before the corner, somebody's by the head of this in. This is a Dundee goal. And he scored. But let's be honest, I'll probably say that every single corner. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, no, gonna, no, no. One out of 99 is going to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but gen- genuinely, my old boy said that. He was like, ah, this is Ashcroft. Do you know? Yeah. And it, it happened. It was a great header. Absolutely fantastic header. Um, yeah. From the position he headed at, he had no right getting that in the net. No. <laughs> but it was it was just fantastic. Right in top corner. Welcome back, Lee Ashcroft. I know he's made substitute appearances, but this was like his first start since uh, a lengthy layoff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, he's only going to get better, though. Yeah, that's the thing. he's that's only going to get better. More games, and he'll get more and more solid. Um, yeah. And another one that stood out for me was Tyler French. Playing him at right back is an absolute masterstroke. Utilizes yeah. his pace, and he's obviously he's good with the ball at his feet. Um, and I think he, I'm sure he intercepted the ball for was it the first goal? I think it was the first goal. Um, like when I think got they tried to basically switch the play, and he just anticipated it, nodded it down. So it, it just thought Tyler French was just superb again, and that was again evident in the the Queens game. Yeah, um, I mean it was a, a clean sheet, and after the the buckles, that a nice word to say about their game. Ach, let's just mm. go with that. Uh, go with that, yeah, go yeah, with that. Go, yeah. It's, it's <clears> in the past still. now. It's in the past for yeah. Um, it was good to see a clean sheet and even though there was a few nervy moments, maybe shaky mm-hmm. moments with the defence, overall there was I felt quite comfortable mm-hmm. um, Yeah, yep It was also good to see the the game round up with a, a goal for Robinson um, mm-hmm. I think when we got the penalty I think Cameron had the ball you he did. Very put it down and yeah, I think I mean, we were right in line with, and yeah. uh, you seen Cameron, and uh, then Robinson was like, "No, nah, get to me." And yeah. uh, Cameron, he wasn't happy; like he definitely wasn't happy. But after he scored, it was great to see the pair of them, like yeah. you know, hugging each other after it. Because, and then I noticed that, and uh, with the the goals that Robinson scored against Queens, like Cameron was probably one of the first players like to go and congratulate him every. And so I don't know; they must have a good wee relationship between them there, definitely. Yeah, I think the thing is, I think Robinson is probably the designated penalty taker. So regardless of what the popular opinion is with the support at the time, like I think we all wanted him to probably take it. The fact yeah. is that he's the penalty taker. He's the man that's putting charger, slotting the ball away from the, the spot. He should be taking it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I, you did kind of want him to, to do it, but at the end of the day, Robinson got... And he needs goals. Well, he, not that he needs goals. Well, he doesn't need goals. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he needs wants goals. on the score sheet. Get him, get him on the score sheet. Um, it's good to see goals coming from all the areas in the park. There's defence, midfield, and the forward line. So that, that rounded off uh, a great night. We're mm-hmm. in the hat for the quarterfinals. The draw was made the next day. We're stuck to Rangers at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. 
loads of people predicted that loads yeah. of people and it was pretty much nailed on that mm-hmm. that was going to happen but so what we'll go for it i mean they they've got what is that i'm sure they've got something like four games in 10 days or something before the players so yeah. and i think you never know this might might not be uh, uh, might not be true but um i was told that they played a lot of kids in the queen of the south game might like, i know they still one for one yeah, I think they did actually. I think they yeah. did. So you're kind of hoping if that is accurate, and I'm not just speaking waffles here, that um, they might go that route again because, I'd like to say, they've got the league, mm-hmm. and obviously they've just been beaten by Celtic, mm-hmm. so they're mm-hmm. like five points behind or something or six, and they've got the Champions League. So the League Cup might be a bit of a hindrance to them, or um, maybe not a hindrance, but. Uh, that's what Something you like that, to believe. Yeah, you want. You, I mean, we're setting ourselves up, up for like an absolute wall up in here, but um, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of hoping that the uh, Van Bronckhorst might just think to yourself, you know what, League Cup, put the kids on, I'm no bothered what happens here. It's all about the league and doing well in the Champions League. Hmm. That is the thought process behind that. It never normally works out that way, especially when you've got the old from in the Cup. So. Yeah. We'll maybe leave it at that, but I mean, the, the, the draw, if, even if we do get beat, it could be worth a bit of cash to Dundee. That's it, that's it, and definitely. Let's be honest, it's Premier Sports, it's, going to, it's on TV. It's not been announced yet, but it's on TV. <laughs> yeah, it will be, yeah, definitely. And like you said, a wee bit of money for Dundee, you know, and that could be money into the, into the purse for January. You never know, mm. you never know. Yeah, so we'll go on to speak about the transfer deadline day. Mm-hmm. There'll not be a lot to speak about because absolutely nothing happened. And that's it. That's that section. <laughs> that's it. We'll move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it came out the day after, I think, by local Tilly journalist George Cram that Dundee were hoping to, or well, after his interview with Gary Boyer, but Boyer said that uh, Dundee thought they had a couple of sign-ins mm-hmm. already made, three sign-ins, in fact. But by Thursday, I think every single one of them were gazumped yeah. by another team. Mm. It's probably the the joys of playing in the championship because yeah. budget wise, I mean we've probably got the best budget in the league. Not to say that we've not got any budget left, but you know they could all be spent. Um, but yeah, I think this is the the joys of being a championship side, and uh, also the joys of. Uh, Nine substitutes on a bench and yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, it's a combination of factors. Like, but I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, I was bailing that. You know, there was no signings that were made, and we were we were almost promised that, that it was you know it was going to be a busy week and three or mm-hmm. four signings. Da da da. But then, you know, once the dust had settled, I kind of looked back and thought, you know what, maybe the signings were just going to be signings for signings' sake. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they weren't exactly a hundred percent what we wanted. And then I kind of started to think that maybe Boyers want to see how this crop of players goes until January. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, personally, I think we'll be fine. But looking at the players, though, that are potentially out, you know, injured, yeah, uh, yeah we are a wee bit light. But I, th- I think we should still have enough to be, you know, still be there or thereabouts come January, you know, come the end of the year, I mean. I think that with Boyers' comments that if he was looking at bringing somebody in, it was somebody to be in the first team. That's just mm-hmm. my 
my go my take on the thing just by his comments, especially after the air game. I think he's seen that reinforcements were needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even, yeah, I mean even at the start of the season, I I said one or two signings uh, is all the squad needs, and like we're not golden to win the league, but we're golden to be up there. And I think there yeah. was there was a few people that said no, we need more people in, but. I never really listened to that, and now I'm kind of on their side thinking, no, we did need a few more signings more than what my mate. Mm-hmm. The the striker situation is worrying me. We don't know the full extent of Zach Rivens' injury after coming off, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, the left back situation again. The fact that we're relying on Cami Kerr, a right back, to slot into the left back position. Always scares me, and, and you know what he does. He does a bang up job. And, and I think there, he plays but, better there. I think yeah, he plays better there. But the, it's one of those though when we do have a bad game, and we've not played particularly well, and we can see the goals. It's the the go to moan for me. It's like oh, I've not got a proper left back in that position, and it yeah. is kind of um, a bit of a shame and uh, an easy, an easy uh, negative to to go to. But yeah, I, I do feel that we needed another. Another player there because mm. we've also seen uh, French at right back, and to me that should be him and Kerr fighting out. But you know what? Just now, well, French has won that two, after two yeah. games. French is with the pace he's got, like I says, and uh, you know, and how good he is with the ball at his feet and his passing range as well. He's got mm-hmm. a state right back. Um, I mean, you've seen that, like it says in the Falkirk game, you've seen that in the Queens game. He's just down the line. He's he, nobody's stopping him. Mm-hmm. Nobody. He's rapid. He's impressing every match for me. Mm-hmm. He's getting Remember the podcast we we George Cran. I think it says he's first in line for like a needless red card mm-hmm. um, because I just felt his first couple of games he was he was good, but some reckless challenges. But he might have just been having to get used to the the yeah, pace of Scottish it. football and um, yeah. yeah the physical. I can't even say it there. The physical Physi- side. <laughs> Physicality. Physicality, yes. <laughs> um, uh, the Scottish football side. Um, but he's, yeah, he, he's just got better for me. And yeah, he's the pace on the boy, like you say. Just lightning. Yeah. Just lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I do feel like we should have got another another left back in. And uh for me, it's set. done though. That's it. Like the window's done. This is yeah, the squad well, we've got. I mean, yeah, there's boys on the uh, injury table, but they'll come back. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I think you know, as obvious statement as it as it comes, when they do come back, the squad is stronger. You know, mm-hmm. as it looks like, we've only got one fit striker. We've got three injured: and Sheridan, Jakubiak, and potentially Rudin. Sheridan's on his way back. I think he could do really well in this league, and it could be a striker that you know, or a player that would add a lot to. Dundee, you know, Tandem mm-hmm. um to help Robinson, to help Rudder when he comes back, you know. Um so I'm I'm not worried at all. No. I, really, I really am not 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 at all. After what I've seen with the introduction of long term absentees, Ashcroft and McGee, I'm not worried at yeah. all. Yeah. I think the thing with Sheridan, I think he can do a job in this league. Mm-hmm. I fit Sheridan could, and it's good to see that he is battling his way to get back into the team. Well, fitness-wise, because um, obviously not at the stage of being a stalker yet, but um, he has been at the gym 
out of working hours, I guess is the way to say it. Yeah, so after uh, training, weekends, he to the yeah. gym, yeah, get himself bulked up, uh, get himself fit again. That's all, all that matters just now. And just in case he ever listens to this or somebody tells him, there's no uh, 30-something old man that's got a wee bit of a dad bod stalking him at Gardine Gym. It was my sister-in-law goes there and she said that's this, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just in case he's looking out for anything like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're, you're right in what you say. It is, is what it is, and it was done and dusted. And the team have to just not pull together. The team have pulled together, but we have to start firing on all cylinders and, mm-hmm. and up until at least well the next transfer window, uh, because what what we have at the disposal is that now. And like you say, there's there's players there that could that should and could do the job. I've got the youth players on it. We've even even seen boys like Finlay Robertson starting to kind of get back into the team and mm-hmm. coming on as a substitute. So there's options there. I was just hoping that they are, like you say, just ready to go. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, after yeah. like the clusterfuck that was the air game, um, it was obviously, you know, imperative that we responded or the team responded. And I think they did. I think they did on uh, against Falkirk and against Queens. You know we wanted wins. Wins would have done, but to win three 0 clean sheets on you know both games, it's exactly what we're after. We've just got to capitalise on that and just gain more momentum because I mean we've. I think somebody's mentioned it before. I think it might actually be George again. Um, you know whoever, whatever team goes on a run in the league, they're more than likely just going to win the league. So I think it's important that we just keep going. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so the transfer window was done and dusted. Uh, nothing happened. The lights were out at Gardine College mm-hmm. early. Everybody was in their cap, and it was looking on to the the next game, and mm-hmm. it was against Queens Park, another game that we maybe shake ourselves a wee bit about because there was a we potential bet. here, like like we spoke about before. There was the potential of a little a banana slip here, but mm-hmm. Queens Park came. We beat them in an oil own coil, left ends, absolutely violent. Wonderful. That was wonderful stuff. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think you, you were at the game. I, I couldn't go uh, due to work commitments. However, I watched the, the 90 minutes today, <laughs> the entire, and I mean, for me, yeah, everybody was going, oh, the 3-0 was flattering and whatnot. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we took our chances, like other teams have done against us. And then they've won. But like it says, we took the chances and won the game 3-0. Um, to begin with, it seemed like we were just kind of soaking up the pressure and then just, you know, potentially looking to hit them on a counter-attack. But I think after maybe about 15 minutes, we kind of took control of the game, had a couple of chances to score with Mulligan getting, I think Mulligan's shot cleared off the line. Uh, Cameron was through um, in the box. I think, he, I think he should have burst the net personally, but Ferry got down and, you know, held on to it. And then... We, we got the first goal, um, which the only well, the word on the commentary from the referee um, with this whole thing was bizarre. And it was, it was absolutely bizarre. I don't know what the hell the referee's playing at. Just stonewaller. Absolutely stonewaller. <clears throat> so it, it seemed like. So Robertson's went down and the balls went out. And the way he was running across, there was no point to the spot, no nothing. Mm-mm. And then as he's pulling out his yellow card, He's facing Robinson, and then yep. at, it's like at the last second he books the Queen's Park player and gives Amazing, a penalty. Yep. 
mm-hmm. everybody's like, right, I'm taking this, but what the hell's happening? Because uh, as soon as, like, obviously you went down and the, the whole, like, body language and whatnot, it just seemed like, I used my book for diving here, and that's, like, an awful decision. But then mm. he's gave the correct decision. And, but I was just kind of baffling. But he doesn't, he doesn't point to the spot at all. No, at no, all. It's, it's a weird one. I mean, uh, we will speak about the ref. It summed up his whole game because, and thankfully, we're, we're nothing official towards Dundee, so we can speak and absolutely like criticize like SFA mm-hmm. uh, officials because that performance from him was shambolic. And let's be honest, he gave us a penalty, but every time a Queen's, Queen's Park player hit the ground, it was a free kick for them. He yep. was awful. And let's I mean, we're going like we're going way ahead of the game now, but we're, we're dropped back. But yeah. Zach Grudden, when he <laughs> went down injured, he mm. was absolutely going livid. He's got he's he's missing one angle on the pitch, and he's shouting <laughs> at the linesman and the ref to, to bloody get somebody on. And at the same time, he's doing that. Like players are shouting at the ref. The referee's signaling to Dundee to take the throw on. It's like mm-hmm. this boy's an absolutely grade A idiot. I mean, he's mm-hmm. to me, he had I've not seen. A bad performance at Dens from a ref in a long while. This is speaking, and this is actually seeing boys like Willie Collum and Beaton coming to Dens. This boy was absolutely proper awful. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the <laughs> thing that the thing that I noticed watching it. I mean, the amount of referee, uh, the amount of decisions, sorry, that he got wrong were laughable, and mm-hmm. you could actually hear the Dundee fans, you know, with the sarcastic laughs. Um, or if when Dundee got given like a foul for them, it was way, you know, that yeah. sarcastic way, <laughs> brilliant. Um, but I just, I, I looked at it and it was like 13 fouls for Dundee, five for them. But mm-hmm. half of the Dundee fouls, they weren't even fouls. It was just ridiculous. Um, and then I think towards the end, it was the, the good old chant of, you don't know what you're doing. Hi. <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird saying that, but that ref gave Dundee nothing except the penalty. To, put, I know. To, to get the ball rolling, eh? Um, yeah. it's, like, it's, I, I think some, somebody summed it up and it was brilliant. And they were like, I haven't seen a bad, as bad a referee performance um, as you know that one since the, the Aberdeen game when Declan Gallagher was basically with a square goal with James McPeak. Then the referee totally lost the plot. <laughs> it was just brutal, brutal. Aye, I mean, typical West Coast. I think he's from Glasgow anyway. <laughs> I mean, let's. Uh, Let's hope he doesn't uh, sully the, the dense pack tough in a long while. Um, Fingers crossed. I mean, he's probably going to be the ref at the next game, isn't he, to be probably. honest? But, It'll be um, against Hamilton. Aye. <laughs> at, at, at Hamilton. Hamilton. At Hamilton. <laughs> it will be. Aye. Grant Irvin, we've got your number. <laughs> the West Coast bias will kick in. <laughs> but <laughs> that was it. one nil up. Um, that was us ball rolling. Um, in control as far as I was concerned but then again I might have had the dark blue glasses on yeah I mean <laughs> I think up until then like you say I think Queen's Park had a, a good a lot of possession but with no penetration mm. um, they never really done much they, the number 11 Don Thompson he kind of he impressed me he, he was the main yeah. he was the main man to be honest he, he got the ball he was making stuff happen it was kind of annoying that we didn't close down on him enough mm. but he kept them ticking along, as did Simon Murray, but Don Thompson was the, the main player. I think you take them to Yeah, Thompson. Thomas, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, no, I did think he was good. I thought Murray was good as well, actually. I thought he was yeah, really good. Both of the players will make things happen. and mm. um, But I think we dealt with them 
great though. Uh, yeah, we, can, we controlled them, uh, but like it says, but I think that comes down to having McGee and Ashcroft yeah. centre half. It really does. Yeah, because that's that's the thing we also spoke about Ashcroft being back. He's he's like he's to me he's captain material, but you've also got McGee there who mm-hmm. is also captain material and was captain. Um, yep. You've got two commanding figures in that centre half position. Uh, we. And like I say, French played well. I think Kami Kev started off a little bit shaky. He was caught out a bit. But he came into the game as well. And mm-hmm. we felt... Obviously, Queen's Park had chances. As yeah. any team is going to have chances when they've got people like uh, Don Thompson and Thomas, again, what <laughs> <laughs> and Simon Murray um, in their team. Um, the only negative I'm going to take from it is the way... There was a couple of times that we allowed them players to kind of get the ball in the box and they had plenty of time to control it and turn and kind of be able to do an goal. That type behind you, you've got, you can't let that happen in the, in the box. You've got to stay tight to them. Then you allow them to, to, to turn around, especially somebody like Simon Murray who could stick them away. But yeah. it never came to nothing. So it's obviously could be possibly put it down to his first time this defence has been uh, playing together, so yeah. um, and and like that. So we'll put it down as that. But overall, I thought the defence done a fantastic job. I mean, uh, yeah, hundred. I believe, like, I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. And another couple of things I noticed, like, it was like Ashcroft and McGee were taking turns as to who's going to put their body and you know, like a body on the line with like a sliding tackle to block somebody mm-hmm. taking a shot. I think Ashcroft did it in the first half, and I think McGee did it in the second half. So. I mean, if I know Sweeney will be, you know, his ban will be up, but I would probably just stick with that back four again mm-hmm. for the Cove game. If it was yeah, yes, I think that that would be the back four for me as well. Uh, that's it, set in stone. Um, Boyer's put it there. The Twelve Muppets after the podcast have said it as well, so I mean, there's no other way you can change it. No, but I mean, like I said on the last podcast, like going on about like if you've got a confident and solid defence and then it allows the midfielders to relax, that's exactly what kind of happened against Queen's Park there. And it allowed the midfielders to, you know, say win the ball, win loose balls and play the ball forward and, you know, create chances for Robinson, run in, but create Mm -hmm. chances for themselves. So, I mean, that's the difference. Yeah. What did, um, what was your thoughts on the midfield? Thought it was all right. Thought it was good. Yeah. Yep, uh, Grayson. Grayson. I don't know, but, uh, but I thought Williamson. I was actually, I've actually got it noted, like a special mention to him. I thought he was brilliant, yeah. but, but nothing fancy, nothing mm-hmm. fancy. Just being able to pick, put the foot on the ball and just spray a pass. You know, mm-hmm. and that that was it. That's all he did, and that's all he needs to do. I thought he was great. Yeah, I think you've seen the midfield trying new things, mm-hmm. and I think this is maybe just the again the moon. The morning is coming out of me, but um, I thought it's usually I felt, me. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like sometimes we want to grab and hold of the midfield, and we're letting them them take take advantage of that because um, a lot of their stuff again was coming down the middle, or uh, the number eleven was getting the ball, and he always cut in, always mm-hmm. cut in. Um, I just feel like we, we could have done we. It's just been a little bit tighter, a little bit harder, but I think I think overall, yeah, defence done well. Um, I think defence like uh, uh, sorry, midfield, was, sorry, midfield. Yeah, yeah defence was solid. Midfield, uh, they were kind of, I don't know, they were kind of 
switching positions a lot. I kind of yeah. thought, but um, nah. I, even still, if they were, you know, running through the middle, I thought the defense coped with everything. So mm-hmm. I, I generally wouldn't be worried about the midfield. Maybe Grayson, though, you looked. Mm, don't know, mm-hmm. don't know what's going on there. After again, I know brilliant against our growth, and then he's just kind of took a nose dive. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I probably wouldn't criticise any of the players uh, that were on on nah. Saturday or on Tuesday. <clears throat> None of them. But uh, I think uh, Grayson done okay uh, as well. Well, a couple of good passes and whatnot. So yeah, I think there was uh, there's better performances in him, but mm-hmm. I think he's he's, he's gave a performance. Um, and let's hope that you can start up in that. Uh, sounds like an absolute criticism there by saying I hope you can up it, but I thought he's done good. But yeah, I think you, you, it's kind of just because you know you can do better. Mm. You so, want players to up yeah. their game. You want yeah. players to up their game. That's it. That's yeah, so, I've said it before. That we all need to be. All the players need to be at hundred percent. So he's. I think he's. Like I said, he played great. He's took a dive, but he'll be. He'll come up with more games because again, this is a new team. Like he's. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Same I was, with Mulligan uh, in that. Yeah, I thought um, I thought Mulligan done done okay. So I know I. that. Yeah, the, the thing is, he's to me, he's not in the position that probably suits him the best. And but <clears throat> the thing is, though, he's still making the runs at their defence, mm-hmm. and I think it's a little bit of um, him playing at this level for only a short time that he's he he he, he needs to get uh, reduced this uh, term and cliche quite a lot of streetwise. Yeah, he's maybe not letting the ball go when he should be keeping it for an extra few touches. Loses mm-hmm. the ball. See me, Cameron as well. But this is boys that can produce something, so you can kind of give them some leeway. It's because they're trying something different yeah. that's not in the team. Like Cameron lost the ball a couple of times, but at the same time, some of the balls he put through into um, through the defence were fantastic, and mm-hmm. that's you can't you can't grumble at that. Because these boys are trying to do something that's not in the team, that's not in the other team either. Um, so like, let, let them mark five bad passes because you know what, they'll mark ten great passes, mm-hmm. and that's and that's that's what you want. Um, I mean, the players make mistakes. That's how they learn. Uh, yeah. But the thing, the thing with they two in particular, if they do lose the ball, they're fighting to get it back. Oh yeah, they're not really just all over the pitch, all yeah, over no. the pitch. Was, he's someone yeah. else, like he has his energy levels are out of this world, like. And yeah, I've had, I've had folk uh, message me about him going, you know, as soon as he's done with training again, another player that's straight to the gym, straight mm-hmm. to the gym, always want to get you know improve himself. And yeah, I think with game time, well, obviously with game time, he is going to improve. But let's just let him play his football. That's it. Just let yeah. him play his football. That's it. And even Mulligan, I like to say, I wasn't, I wasn't the performances at. Uh, uh, a performance that he's put in like he's done before this, but at the same time, he like he was running out about the place. Like he even if you are having a bad game, he wasn't giving up. And that's what you want to see from the young laddies. Then they let a bad game like get to you. Um because you can imagine, I mean you knew what it was like when you played under fourteens or something like that and you had a, a crap game, you let it get to you and play on you. But um these boys aren't they letting that happen to them and no. Long may it continue, but um, like we'll move away from midfield. And before, oh, so this this teases up perfectly to the next goal, the forward line. So, Zach Robinson mm-hmm. played fantastic. His first start for Dundee on Tuesday, um, he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. He started again, again outstanding, and he 
capped it off with an absolute belter of a goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. <laughs> that if you're at the game, as soon as he hit it, <laughs> when he was running with the ball and he went to hit it, you thought to yourself, this is going into the Shankly. This is hitting like row W of the, the Shankly. Yeah. Uh, pity the ball boy that's got to go up to that empty stand and collect that. And, <laughs> um, but no, it just, um, it just left his foot perfectly and just kept rising into that top corner. And boom, 2 0 Dundee, and at half time. I mean, Paul, well, <laughs> give me your thoughts on this goal. So, I've seen a lot of people using different um, different words to describe it, you know, saying, you know, what was it? You've said Belter, postage stamp, for God's sake, we're mentioning George Cran again. He used Howitzer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant, but uh, the the word I'm going to use is uh, thunder bastard. Thunder, oh yes, yes, <laughs> I like that. Absolute thunder bastard. That is, uh, I seen somebody else call it. Say. I seen somebody else call it a Tony Yaboa. And if you're no, 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 I was listening to the radio. I was listening to the radio, and that's what the guy said. He was like, ah, "That goal is something that Tony Yaboa would have been proud of." I, I mean, definitely. If you're no old enough, if you're no old enough to um, know what a Tony Yaboa is, I mean, go on YouTube. Me, YouTube, it's. I feel old as hell now saying that. Eh? Go on YouTube. See go on I YouTube, mean, son. This boy, this boy played for Leeds, and he never scored a bad goal. And yeah. he goes just seemed to go into the top corner. I yeah. think one of these goals actually got stuck because they used to put the cameras in the top corner. Yep. I always remember that, and I actually went and got top, uh, stuck in the top stanchion, stanchion, yep. whatever it's called. Stanchion. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm getting the words out. Brilliant. This, this pod, but um, yeah, it was always a wonder goal we had, and that's that's. There's nothing really. There's nothing really you could say apart from about that goal. Like uh, it was just. Speechless, eh? Actually, I did see one tweet. I seen one tweet for a Queen's Park fan that said "fluke." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god. To be fair, if somebody scored that against us, Ed Paul would say the same as well. Say the same as well. I might need to drink that boy's tears as well. Get a thirsty. Get a six pack. Ah, <laughs> uh, just wow, wow. Yeah, you just, you know, what I mean, like if you were there and I seen some boys going, you know, they just stood and applauded it because they were, and even fans had their like hands on their head, like what the fuck have we just seen? Yeah. Um, and one of the best part, I've obviously I've watched the goal about thirty times, but I've watched the the celebrations as well with the players, and other players are pure pissing themselves, and they're just like, what the hell? Yeah. How does he manage that? It was just brilliant, brilliant. The reaction of the players is tremendous. And you'll have seen it as well. More than likely, the reaction of the uh, two ball boys behind the goal as well is just class. Get that video, just track that video down. It's brilliant. I the reaction said it all. Um, yeah, from the players to the ball boys. Brilliant. Love yeah. seeing that. Love seeing yeah. it. And it was funny the wee guys like they forgot. Oh wait a minute, we've got to wave these flags. Hi, <laughs> I I seen one of the the ball boys actually get tangled up in the flag, and I just see him just kind of put put it in the Bugger this! Brilliant. <laughs> Pure just about fifth time he says it on his foot. I'm not mocking about with this. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. <clears throat> but then, uh, obviously, two 0 up. I think it was about the sixtieth minute, and we decided to make a lot of substitutions, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them ended up scoring Zach Rudden. Uh, but prior to that. There was, I think, a two-minute spell where their keeper pulled off, like, there was a big melee in the box, and 
was all, like two or three saves um, that he pulled off. Certain goals, Rudden was involved with Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then, yeah. again, the same thing happened. Keeper pulled off a couple of good saves, but Rudden was there to knock it in. Mm-hmm. Um, for his, obviously, he's came off injured and we spoke about that. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But for we can call it a cameo because it does seem like a cameo you played before yeah. he came off. But I thought he looked eager Mate, and ready to go. That's that's exactly I've put fired up. Yeah, fired I mean, up I, because he had a couple of chances and he was bailing, like he was raging with himself, yeah. he was booting the ball away and everything. And he, you knew he was he was game for it, like. Yeah, I am. Um, I know that I've I've not been negative towards him. I've just something's felt like. It's, he's just not the answer to what we need. I feel like he could play a part in the team, obviously, but I feel like we need, I've always felt like we need somebody like in the box um, just to be in the six-yard box at the time. He does a lot of different work, but mm. this game, I was like, here, this is um, this is, this is the running, like running I want to see. Um, I, everything in that that 10, 15-minute appearance that he made kind of changed my, my whole mind about him. Mm-hmm. He he got the ball, he got his head down, he ran with the ball. Uh, he just wanted to get in and about. I think maybe the emergence of Robinson. Yeah, is, could be the ideas. Yeah, let's, let's, <clears throat> it, it could be a little bit of a kick up the arse for players. He can see he can play like that. And now there's a player there that's playing better than him. He's maybe thought, right, this is me, head down. Um, let's do this. And got the goal, fantastic celebration. And I've said plenty of times about his uh, glistening Hair, hair. He's not got any hair. His head um, and his celebration. Head. Yeah, you give that the wee, the wee rub. Um, if if that is indirect, uh, a, a direct uh, thingy thing to us about us <laughs> mentioning that, then tell him to celebrate at the other side of the Bobby Cox. That's where I sat. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I felt like we had a, a different player on my hands when he came on to what we've seen from him. And I was pleasantly surprised and happy and willing to eat my my words that I've said about him before. Um, <clears throat> I mean, because I mean, look at it. Like, I mean, he's been kind of played as a like a target man, but that mm-hmm. isn't his game. And look at his goals again. What well, he's got three and four. So mm-hmm. look at his goal there against Queens. Look at his goal against Air, and look at his goal against uh, Arbroath. It's all practically six yard box. Yeah. So we need to yeah. play his strength, but I'm, I'm I was chuffed from when he because like like you were saying when he missed he missed a couple of chances and he was bailing like the header and then there was another one and he like it says he pure volleyed the ball <laughs> like volleyed the ball down Den's road yeah um, yeah I've seen that yeah uh, he was bailing he was raging <laughs> but to see him getting a goal in his celebration he was absolutely jigging but I'm I'm flapping a wee bit about his injury like because he was down for a good good while um mm-hmm. i just hope it's not a lengthy one because i think like it says three and four games he's starting to come on a wee bit and then boom you know you didn't want that you didn't want that at all no the fact that he was absolutely howling at the linesman and ref to mm-hmm. to stop the game to get the stretcher on um kind of speaks volumes that like maybe how serious it could be or Mm-hmm. How he was at the time, but did you not know uh, hit a walk around? Oh, did you not know hit a walk around instead of the stretcher coming? You know, what's the quickest way to from A to B? It's a straight yeah. line. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the boys. I mean, the people that do the first aid and the ambulance and and whatnot. Is it St John's or whatever? I mean, you kind of they do a bang up job. They save people's lives and everything. I think but, that's down to the ref and the linesman, though. 
Like I think I, I think that is down to them. They they mm-hmm. should be the ones like instructing. Right, yeah, come across the pitch. But yeah, and then by the time he hobbled halfway around the pitch, is when the uh, they got there to put him on. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure seen somebody's comment on either social media or and maybe one of the chats we were in that saying you, you probably like could uh, overcame his injury by the time they got rid of him. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Well, let's, I'm not wanting to criticise. Definitely not criticise. Uh, no, definitely the, not. I think I think that comes down. Stuff and all that, but I think that comes down to the ref. He's the one in charge of what's happening on the pitch. He should be yeah. direct, directing them right straight over instead yeah. of making a guy go off the nearest part of the pitch that he can when he's in absolute agony. Uh, uh, again, that's a referee for you, though. No, clueless. Yeah, yeah. I think clueless. like you say, like we said earlier, um, at the same time, Rodin was like. In that, uh, in that pain <clears throat> on the deck, if <laughs> he's signaling for Dundee to make the throw, and then it's like uh, clown, absolutely useless. Yeah, clown, useless, absolute I mean, clown. Plenty of words to describe him, eh? But um, yeah, but you know what? It was a good performance all round, and mm-hmm. yeah, even the substitutions that were made, um, mm-hmm. I feel like we're just. Uh, I mean, let, let, let's no thing of that. Queen Spark looked quite tasty, to be honest. Um, they yeah, still, they'll look all right. I mean, yeah. I think they'll be mid table. I think we've probably said that before. Uh, but we played them twice. We've beat them twice. So, you know, say one in the cup, one in the league. So mm-hmm. I'm. This sounds really bad, but I didn't really worry about them at all. Like, no, no. I mean, they gave a good account of themselves. They can create chances. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we were just um better on the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Big special mention to their number sixty six at the back. What a height on the laddie. Six foot six, apparently. And well, there you go. That's the reason he he's got the number. Um, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But then but again, for, it was no. I didn't mention him. He was the one that put fucking Rodden in the air. Oh, was Rodden. it? Yeah. Oh. Oh. What a dick. Correct. Easy. <laughs> he can bolt. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he was shite a header in anyway. I was going to yeah. say that he's a big lad yet. I couldn't hit her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. He's six foot six, but when he jumps, he's six foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but um yeah, so that was it. Three 0 Dundee and it was a comfortable win, I think. Uh I think some people might say scrolling doesn't reflect the actual game between both uh both sets of uh uh starting elevens, but it's still three 0 one and one that I deserved to win. Mm-hmm. Um but which brings me on to Owen Coyle's post match interview. I tweeted afterwards, looking forward to this, looking forward to Owen Coyle's post-match interview. And you know what? Damn, it did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. I, th- I honestly felt like it was deja vu <laughs> after his last interview, you know, post-match against the, in, the, in the Premier Cup. It was just a carbon copy. Uh, he really needs to take his shed shades off uh, when he's watching Dundee play. He really does. He's mm-hmm. a sore, sore loser. Um, right. And it was brilliant to watch. Absolutely brilliant. You just can't. You can't take it. You no. can't take it. Um, going on about the Robinson being offside, and one of the boys in the chat pointed it out. He's right in like where Oil's, Coyle's standing. He's right in line with the, his last defender, and yeah. Robinson's about two yards onside. So that's that out the window. Um, <laughs> the penalty was a stonewaller. The boy hit uh, Robinson at waist height. So absolute stonewaller. The second one, uh, he goes on a bit of foul on his player. Uh, I can't remember. I might be in that Don Thomas. I can't remember. But the boy was uh, off balance. 
<laughs> and he fell over and then Williamson got a wee tackle in so that's that out the window as well and then the third one he's moaning about Dundee playing a counter-attack has he ever played football? like counter-attack's uh, been around since the fucking dawn of time do you know what I, I mean? mean? even even still Paul the fact fucking that we had about we had about like six attempts on target in the space of like four minutes during that time that's no counter-attack in football that, that that's a that's a team that's like up top, like delusional. I mean, yeah, I mean, and even I mean, I can understand why he wanted a, f- a foul for the second goal, just because they got absolutely every foul going every time mm-hmm. they dropped to the the floor. That's probably why he's seen it like that. Um, yeah. And like you said, offside one. I mean, come on, Owen, Owen. come on, man. Um, just take the defeat. I mean, he's right in what he says. They didn't play too bad. They played good. Uh, I'll kind of tack that away for them. They played a good game of football. If that was a neutral looking at that game, they would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, two teams wanting to attack. Um, but his comments again. I mean, but the funny thing is, but we're all looking forward to this interview because you knew mm-hmm. there would be, like, he would just be delusional. He's basically like... Um, and shite. Yeah, it's just like he just had a big pint of lemon juice. <laughs> you know, he's just absolutely... Sour. Pint, pint of vodka, mere like. Pint of vodka. Honestly, must have been. Again, I said that the last time. It was like he he must have had bevy in his water bottle at the side of the pitch uh, when we played them in the cup because his comments again were absolute garbage, and this one as well, absolute and utter garbage. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, he, he's a bitter, bitter, sore loser. Um, and I'm going to say it again. He needs to take his shed shades off. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go, Owen. But at the same time, I can't wait till the next time we play them and hopefully win that we get the kind of same interviews for them because. Well, I can't wait. As... I, I, sorry to butt in, but I can't wait for when we play Cove and fingers crossed we beat them and then we get Jim McIntyre's post match interview because that'll Oof. be absolutely tremendous. That'll be box right. office, honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm absolutely we'll, raging, eh? I'm right. Uh, with, I'm really am. I, I, I just, I, I hate bitter sore losers like that. I just, I'm a, Paul uh, is absolutely violent. I can, I can see him in the camera. He's went red, and it's no food to drink either. He's no, red in the face. I'm on, I, I'm on iron brew. It's <laughs> maybe just a bit of splash black iron brew then on your face. Uh, but there's definitely a vein there popping up. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> He is Bailin. Bailin his own was yesterday. Oh, yep, definitely. <laughs> but we've all had a good laugh at Owen's uh, interview. We all expected that. Mm. He absolutely delivered on it. Um, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. It is you, you can look at it and think, oh, hell, he really needs to get a grip. But at the same time, you you do want him to be saying this just so we can come on here and absolutely laugh at him. Yeah. Um, but um, and trust me, we did because I yeah. certainly did. I've watched these interview about three or four times, and it just gets better with every single watch. I just I even the watched the last one. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? What we should have really done was look at interviews from other games that they've been beaten in, um, to kind of compare them. I've not done that yet, so no, nah, neither. Um, I thought maybe, that. Yeah, it's maybe worthwhile doing that and seeing how if he if he gives the same kind of interviews he gives to other teams than he does us. Um, Probably not, but I don't think I mean, he would. I don't think he will. I no. don't think he will. I think it's just because it's Dundee. That's it. Yeah. Aquelly. Trick. 
like you say, the the tears are getting bottled as we as we speak. Oh and mate, I I finished them. They'll be uh, where, oh, where the old Labrook says in the Bobby Cox stand. We're going to open it up. The oil coal <laughs> own coil stand. <laughs> <laughs> own coil um, tears on draft. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> so Paul, next up we have Cove. Cove Rangers away from home. It's on TV as well, BBC Scotland. Let's no hope we have another horror show on our TVs, on mm. our tellies. Um, Cove, are they doing that well just now? Nope. They've got... They've got Boo Jim McIntyre as manager. Um, yeah, I think they are at the bottom of the league. Second bottom, four points. Second bottom. Yeah, uh, Roth below them on two, yep. Yeah, so but they they came off a a good result on Saturday. They twice they were behind against Hamilton, twice they came back. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hope they aren't making a little uh, turn in their season. But this is who we've got on Friday. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? Well, looking at them, like you said, second bottom four points. They won the first game against Wraith, but I think everybody probably beat Wraith at the start of the season, like including us, <laughs> but they're obviously starting to kick on a wee bit. And then, what is it, one, two, three, four defeats on the bounce and then a draw against Hamilton. Um, sorry, Jim McIntyre, but good. <laughs> I hope they stay <laughs> uh, down there. I just absolutely yeah. despise the man. Um, but to be fair to them, I mean, like, look, I believe they're still part time. They're looking to still go, you know, full time. Uh, obviously, they're ambitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they certainly look ambitious, uh, according to the, you know, chairman and whatnot. They won the the won the league last season. The obviously the same league that Queens Park were in, but I think Queens were fourth and went through the playoffs anyway. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, they've signed. I think they've brought in about four or five players, none that I really know of uh, at all. A young laddie, centre half, left back from. Aberdeen, I can't even remember his name, but he's in the under twenty. No, Scotland under twenty nineteen squad. Sorry, can't remember mm-hmm. his name though. But anyway, um, but I'm I'm not really too worried about them. I think the only thing we need to worry about is their striker, Mitch Meganson. Got to watch out yeah. for him. That's that. Nullify yeah. him, nullify him, and I, I I can't see anything but a Dundee win. And I know I don't usually like coming on here and going, yeah, we're going to smash them. Dundee win an easy. But I think, like it says, nullify him, it's a Dundee win. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the boys that they've got in the team, they've got like Charlie Gilmore on loan. I think, is that maybe the boy you've got on about? No? Yeah, he's St. John's. He came for St. Johnson, yeah. Yeah, St. Johnston. Um, and they've also got like your Shea Logan in defence and Matt Reynolds. And um, on any other day, maybe about five years ago, they got Fraser Fivey and Ian Vigers in midfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, but when you do, when you look at that team now, you, you know the players, and you think oh, it's experience. Bad, also, yeah, I mean th- that'll get an on a bit. Um, but then you got Fraser Fivey and Vigers as your centre midfielders. There's, there's no lot of pace there, um, and we yeah. know uh, as the past couple of years following Dundee that if you've got a midfield being a pace, you're, you're in trouble, eh? So you're struggling. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of familiar faces in there as well um, from us, Kyle Gourley. Uh, yeah, and obviously Leighton McIntosh. Yeah, he had popped up for the equaliser on mm-hmm. uh, Saturday. McIntosh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's players there that you know, you know of, you, you know what they're capable of. So, um, I think I think Cove have kind of took 
the Dunbar turn since Hartley up and left him. Mm-hmm. I think. If or or him, or could it be because they brought in Jim McIntyre? I'm, I'm, you know what? For once, I, I was trying to be nice to McIntyre. Nah, I'm trying to be nice, but nope. nah, nah, yeah, it's no, him. Not at all. It's him. <laughs> Honestly, um, this is this is a, oh god, I feel the rage again. Like <laughs> what a combination, Owen Coyle and Jim McIntyre, flapping heck. Anyway, back to back, back to back as well. Back. But and uh, but for me, yeah, like it says, uh, just reiterate, Mitch Megason, watch out for him, nullify him, mm-hmm. we'll win. Um, but yeah, I think we need to obviously put on a good performance, especially after the last time we were on the TV. I think we will. Um, I think after the last two games, you know, coming up against good teams, they're pretty decent teams. Um, mm-hmm. Put on good performances, three nils and two two clean sheets. I think we should really be confident going into this. Like I says, they're languishing at the bottom just now. Um, I think we should be pretty comfortable. I really do. Yeah, actually, especially going. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'll not be able to. It's too long of a journey to make, um, considering what time I'm going to be finishing it on Friday. So it'll be TV for me. Um, otherwise, I would have loved to have went to kind of tick Coast Stadium after mm. lots of stadiums I've went to. Um, stick to the team that we've played the last two games. Yep, I think it'll be a Dundee win, mm-hmm. and it also could be. Another game where Lyle Cameron shows his skill again, and mm-hmm. I think you'll run them. Games... You'll run them ragged, like you said. They're yeah. midfield. There isn't a pace in there at all. Um, is that five? You know, got legs made out of watsats. So you know, get injured yeah. by the time. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah. think you'll run them ragged. Um, I really do, definitely. Yeah, I think, like you say, this is the type of game that would suit him down to a T. Just uh, yeah, go and be the same team, and we should see a win, and we'd be happy on a Friday night for a change mm-hmm. after seeing Dundee on TV. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's really much more to say about the Cove game. Well, I, I had to be, uh, I had to be look on the uh, the good old uh, D archive uh, website. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. That it's, it's not bad. Is it? Pretty good. It's, honestly, kudos, yeah. kudos to the boy who oh, does that. Whoever does that, he's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I mean, I mean, he is. Um... <laughs> the, the amount of detail and information that's on there, you know, he's he's one hundred percent a virgin. I've said that. The, <laughs> the amount of stuff he's copied off of newspapers and put it on a database online. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how do we look? And I think, uh, well, judging by the D archive, uh, we've never actually played them in a league game. No, we'll, that's we right. played them in the cup. What was that? Yeah. It was three 0 <laughs> that was was that a couple of seasons ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was November twenty twenty. Uh, behind closed doors, I think I want to say McGowan Adam scored. I can't remember who got the other one, but yeah, we've never played them in a league, so this is a little milestone for them. <laughs> well, that kind of knocks me a wee bit because I was actually going to look back at a game involving them, but no, um, <laughs> not got much of a choice. Um, aye, so actually twice we've played them twice. Yeah, yeah. 2019, it was a 0-0. I think we, like you say, beat them on penalties uh, mm. to, to gain the bonus point. Um, yeah, um, yeah, two, 3-2 penalty shield victory. Um, yeah, 2019-20. Uh, yeah, it was uh, some team 
<laughs> Jack Helmet and goal. Hmm. I'll just stop there. Yeah, just stop there, that's it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, actually, I'll no, continue. Craig Curran up front. Oof. I mean, God. Yeah. Some names are. Remember Jamie Ness? It's only a few years ago, remember Jamie Ness. Um, but yeah, no. yeah had, um, Andrew Nelson. Andrew Nelson. Mm. Um, Paul McGowan. He was still there. He's mm. part of the furniture now. Um, but yeah, there's a, a few boys that have survived that game. Marshall McGee, Kerr, Bun, still still here. He never went mm-hmm. in, the, in the window. McGowan Robertson and uh, Lyle Carmen was actually on the bench. Um, yep. Josh Mulligan came on for, for Jimmy Ness. Uh, yeah. I'm just kind of waffling on here. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to big up the preview of the, of the game, eh? But, yeah, you're right. The, the last one we played them in was a closed-door game. McGowan scored early on, and it wasn't until late on that we added another two, Danny Mullen, and then uh, Big Ball Charlie Adam. We are uh, big Ball Charles. Yeah, <clears throat> with minute. Um Again. I, mean, as, as, a, I, I think, I mean, see, obviously I know we're having a you know, go at Jim McIntyre, and rightly so. Um, I think he'll obviously want to get his players, you know, fired up for us. I, I genuinely 100%. do. 100%. I genuinely do. But for me, if, if I was Boyer, I would just put a picture of Jim McIntyre's face in the dressing room. That's it. Yeah. Somebody should be saying to Boyer about what happened. Mm-hmm. And he might not do it because, obviously, the, he's, a, he's a fellow manager. He might not be as petty as us. Uh, True. Pay pay at the gate fans um, <laughs> but you might not want to go down that route but surely there must be a wee word um, said saying the last time this boy managed on D um, they went down and then the week after he was paraded in the centre circle <laughs> at the rivals eh? mm-hmm. um, you'd be saying this is the type of team, this is the, the type of manager that you're wanting one up on mm-hmm. um, and do, do, this, do this for the fans yeah. or anything eh Definitely. Um, let's do this for the fans. So and get it right um, around them. You know what I mean? Get it right around them. Hey. Um, so hopefully, yeah, if I maybe go down that route. Hey, so, um, Paul, I, I was on the Falkirk Daft uh, podcast, done a wee bit there, and I was kind of um, a, a little bit funny because I went on it and I didn't realise it was a video podcast. So I quickly had to sort my hair out and look presentable, which was hard to do considering like I was looking like an absolute sloth when I went on. But um <laughs> the one thing the uh, John McNally did was the he done a quiz. No, he, no. he does something on Clyde. Yeah. Well he does something on Clyde. Uh I think it's the equivalent of TFM um doing there and it's uh, ten questions 60 seconds that you get and the reason he did it is because actually Lee Ashcroft, Paul McGowan and Jordan McGee done it that day so he thought he'd tested on these fan knowledge they got 4 out of 10, I got 2 out of 10 but there was <laughs> 3 of them there so including Paul McGowan there was 2.5 friends there Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky sorry, sorry Paul um, <laughs> but yeah um, so the, the, they had all that I got 2 out of 10 so technically I think I beat them we are an absolute an abysmal two to ten. So what I'm wanting to do now is, and what I might actually do for a wee bit is uh, go and ask questions to guests that come on. But since you've came on, you've you've managed to get signed up. You're a Bosman friend. You've came on. You've made an impression. 
you're, you're saying that's you part of the podcast. I thought, what better person to start with than yourself, mate? So if you mm. didn't mind, I might do a wee 60 seconds and see how many, well, see how many questions you get right about Dundee. Or just they do the 10 questions. Just actually, do the 10 questions. Let's you'll not get 10. I'll, I'll probably actually struggle to, to say five of them. <laughs> I'll probably get mucked up. Uh, Mucked up with half of them, and you might not get there. But no, I'll do, no. I'll do a wee um, quiz um, if I can actually find it again. I actually had it here, um, and it's went wayward. Ah, there we go. There we go. So I think these ones are fairly easy, but it's you. So <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Only joking. Like, right. uh... So what we'll do is. In your 60 seconds on the clock. Maybe your 60 seconds. I'll just get the clock ready. Um, 60 seconds on the clock, and I'll start. Well, I'll start going. So, one, two, three. Who managed Dundee uh, to the Scottish Cup final in 2003? Jim Duffy. From which club was Peter McDonald signed from? Oh, St. Johnson? Can't mind. Which position did Dundee finish in the SPL season 1998-99? Seventh. From whom did Dundee sign Nacho Novo? Wraith Rovers. Beto Carranza uh, signed for which Scottish club after leaving Dundee? Oof. Pass. Who scored the goals uh, the last time Dundee won at Celtic Park? Caballero. Uh, it's not just Caballero. Yeah. Who was the last player to score for Scotland? Wilkie. Who was top goal scorer season 97-98? Eddie Arnand. Who was top goal scorer 2004-2005? Fucking heck. Pass. (laughs) Right, so that's it. 60 seconds over and done, Um, Did you keep counting how many questions I asked? No. No, they're the best. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll quickly count them up. So, right, uh, so the first one, who managed Dundee mm. to the Scottish Cup final? Jim Duffy, correct. Yep. From which club was Peter McDonald signed? Mm. You said St Johnston. Yeah. I was Greenock Morton. Ah. Which position did Dundee finish in the SPL season 98, 99? You said seventh, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was fifth. Uh. From whom did Dundee sign Nacho Novo? You were correct. No favours. <laughs> yes. Bertel Kranz was signed for which Scottish club after leaving Dundee? I didn't know that. That's, no. Who did you say again? Nabdi. Nabdi, ah, oh, it was Rafe. Oh, it was a double double whammy there. I didn't even remember that. You got the Caballero one correct. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then the the last Dundee player to score for Scotland, what was uh, I said Wilkie. Wilkie. Aye, but correct. Was it, B, it was an OB game. Nah, it was Iceland. It was. All oh, right, yeah, sorry. That was Iceland, I think. Uh, um, top goal scorer of 1978, Eddie Arnon. Mm. Mm. Uh, but it was James Greedy. Ah, uh, I see, I got you a wee bit there. Ah. And top goal scorer 2004, 2005. Your answer was pass. That was Steve Lovell. All right. So I've what? got five correct answers. So how many questions was that then? So that was one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Five out of nine. It's not too bad. It's all right. Not too bad. Did anybody get any better than that? Pretty sure you did, because... Uh, yep, because I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> I never knew that about Carranza though. Like I genuinely did not know that. I think it was like a short term deal that he signed for them, but I don't think he made made much of a impact. It might have been the same time they were signing um Addy's boys as well and they had a uh, uh well, is it a, the Anelka, his brother <laughs> could have been that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably, uh, yeah. Bad times when Scottish clubs just loved form players, eh? Can yep. <laughs> we can that like quite a lot, eh? So, so that was fair. Nine minutes, not too bad, not too right. bad. That's no a good bad. marker. It's a good hmm. marker. I'll, I'll probably be prepared next time. I actually, because <laughs> I was meant that I said I was going to do this to myself, and I've got like the Dundee quiz book, and I, as I was doing the pod, I realised I totally forgot about it. So I was like, I had quick Google, and as Google never fails. You get, the, you get the questions, eh? So, um, <laughs> fair out of nine. Well, maybe get some of the boys that had uh, been on it before and get them to do it. Um, and maybe at the end of the season, mm-hmm. uh, with, with he, the winner, what, signed Jim McIntyre tap or something like that. <laughs> 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 maybe they'll get the last remaining bottle of Wound Coil's tears. That's, what, yeah. that's the prize. <laughs> that is your prize, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's all for this week. Um, hope you enjoyed that. A lot to speak about. Paul, thanks again for coming on and giving me your expert advice on all things Dundee that has just happened. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure as always. As <laughs> always. <laughs> and we'll be back again next Monday. We'll uh, be recording on the Sunday. Um, again, as usual, um, we're stuck in a rut of what we do. So uh, if anybody has any questions they want to ask, just file them away on the website, website, social media, and uh, pretty sure we'll get back to you uh, with any answers. But yeah, thanks again for listening, and uh, speak again next week. <laughs>